Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. Today is Tuesday, October 30th, and this is Bobby Andrews coming at you guys from RJA Sports Podcast. And we're going to jump in today talking about um, on this day in sports. And on this day in sports, the Boston Red Sox beat the St. Louis Cardinals 6-1 to in Game 6 to win the World Series in 2013. And the MVP was David Ortiz, and I just wanted to bring that up because, you know, the Boston Red Sox are now, once again, World Series champions. We'll get into that a little bit later on uh, on this podcast. Anyways, uh, so today we're going to talk about some hot topics. There's, uh, there's some stuff going on that we'll get into a little bit later. I won't spoil anything yet. So we're going to talk about some hot topics. We're going to talk about NBA league news and games that are going on, uh, some NFL league news, and we'll talk about Monday Night Football recap, and then we'll get into MLB league news and the World Series recap. So let's hop into those hot topics I mentioned. Now, I have not talked about this sport yet on this podcast, uh, but the MLS playoffs are beginning Wednesday. MLS is the Major League Soccer, for those who don't know what it is. The New York City FC is playing the Philadelphia Union at 7 p.m. And the FC Dallas are playing Portland Timbers at 9.30 p.m. So those, those are some hot topics that are happening tomorrow night, uh, Halloween, October 31st. Make sure you watch out for those games. I've just recently been starting getting into soccer. I used to be a huge uh, a fan of the game. I used to play when I was a kid. And once Atlanta got this, the local MLS soccer team, that is when it you know sort of rekindled my my love for the game. So it it's been it's been fun to watch Atlanta United. They're in the playoffs as well. So definitely going to be. Be watching those games. And then some more hot topics. The uh, This is just the overview of... This is... Anyways, there are, there's lots of NFL news going on. And that's basically the hot topic. There are lots of... There's lots of stuff going on right now as the trade deadline is... Is coming to an end here soon. So, there are teams making making lots of moves, which we will get into when I get into the NFL portion of this podcast. So, there's those are the hot topics. Now, I'm going to transition into some NBA basketball. The now last night I'm. I'm assuming a lot of you guys have heard by now. If not, you'll hear about it now. The Warriors played the Bulls, and the Warriors put up 149 points against the Bulls. And I mean, the Bulls put up 124 points, but still, the Warriors put up 149 points with the help of Clay Thompson, who broke Steph Curry's three points, or the most three points made in a game record uh, with 14. 
He went 14 for 24 on three-point attempts, which I thought, you know, you shoot you shoot a three-pointer 24 times. It's, I don't know. I 14 for 24 is a little bit he, – he shot a lot. Let's – Let's just put it that way. He shot the ball a lot. And he scored 52 points total. So he scored like a third of the team's points um, in last night's contest. So that was that was pretty cool to see. Klay Thompson, you know, sort of the under-the-radar type of guy on the Golden State Warriors because he's... He's overshadowed by Kevin Durant, uh, Steph Curry, Dr- even Draymond Green. So he's been sort of overshadowed by those guys. So it was good to see him, you know, get brought to light in this game and really show off what he can do. Like I said, 14 for 24, 24 shots is, is a lot, but he still made 14 of them. So that's pretty impressive. And last night, Milwaukee played the um, Toronto Raptors, and Milwaukee ended up winning 124-109. And now Milwaukee is the only 7-0 and team in basketball. Toronto was 6-0, and and after last night, they got beat, so Toronto is now 6-1. and and of course, Toronto did play without Kawhi Leonard. Uh, but these teams are two very good teams that are coming out of their divisions as I don't want to say a surprise because they are good teams. But I, a lot of people, including myself, did not picture them starting off the season this hot and being trouble in their divisions. So. So like I said, the Milwaukee Bucks, they improved to 7-0. and Toronto falls 6-1 and now. And of course, like I said, played without Kawhi Leonard. And then we have a couple of games on tonight that I was interested in. The Pistons versus the Celtics. That game is on tonight. And it's interesting to me because I like the Celtics. I like the way they play. They're a very good team. Like I said, it's probably going to be the Warriors and the Celtics. But, you know, it, this this early in the season, it seems to be shaking out a little bit differently. But we'll see. I'm still – I still like the Warriors and the Celtics in the finals. And I'd like to see the Celtics pull it off. But the Warriors are just rolling. Anyways, so the game's – that are on tonight that I'm interested in are the like I said the the Celtics and the Pistons which is interesting to me because Detroit's 4 and 1 and they're a pretty good team they're behind Milwaukee in the central division so they're right I don't want to say right behind Milwaukee, but they're two games back from Milwaukee. They're four and one. And they're playing a very good Celtics team. I well Celtics have not 
started off the season too hot. They're four and two. And I mean, there's nothing wrong with that. They're 500. They've won, you know, four of their. It's over 500 win percentage. And I am. I'm excited to watch this game because the Pistons are a good team. And they can compete. And the way that the Celtics have been struggling, sort of, the Pistons have a chance to beat the Celtics. But, of course, I still I still have the Celtics beating the Pistons. Don't have a score, just because I am not the best with, with predictions on scores. And then the next game I'm looking forward to tonight is the 76ers versus the Toronto Raptors. That game is very interesting to me because the 76ers, I thought the 76ers were going to be a good team. They still are. Joel Embiid, Ben Simmons, they have a a well-rounded team. And... They're four and three this season, and the Raptors are six and one. And um, Kawhi Leonard will play tonight. I'm, I I think he's going to play tonight. Yeah, they will have Kawhi Leonard back in the lineup tonight. Uh, and I mean, the Seventy Sixers are zero and three on the road. So and the, and the Raptors are five and zero at home. So I really don't see the Seventy Sixers winning this game. It's possible Joel Embiid has been rolling recently. I I see the Raptors pulling this game out with Kawhi back in starting for the Raptors. Kawhi's been averaging 26.6 points per game, and he's been shooting 50%. So he's just been playing. He's been playing very good. I mean, Joel's... You know, he's putting up 26.4 points per game. He's shooting 47.1%. As a center, that's very good in my opinion. Uh, of course, he's not, you know, he's not out at the three-point line. And, you know, he's, he's he's a center, so he plays... He plays more low, some some hook shots, some some mid more mid range to close range shots, while Kawhi is a small forward who who does drive, who does stuff that a center does, but the center does not venture outside of the paint very often when on offense. So Kawhi has you know a better field goal percentage. So we'll see how this game shakes out. I'd like to see I'd like to see Toronto win this game. I think they are going to win this game. And that's that's about it. I Joel Embiid is just not I'm not a fan of Joel Embiid. He's a good player, but I like I really do like Kawhi Leonard and I like although he pitched a fit Although he pitched a fit with with the Spurs, you know, I mean, 
he's still a good player, and most of the time he's quiet and behind the scenes. Seems like a nice guy. So Joel Embiid just really gets under my skin. So I'd, I really, I'd like to see Kawhi back in the lineup tonight come out with the Raptors and beat the 76ers. Anyways, that's, those are the two games that I found very interesting. And my rights, we're about to get into my rights and wrongs from last week. I had selected the... I selected the Celtics to beat the Thunder, which they did. And I also picked the Lakers to beat the Nuggets, which also happened. So I was right on those two. And I don't think I had any wrongs in the NBA because I only predicted those two games. But anyways, like I said, Celtics beat the Thunder. That game was... I mean, it was no, like, I don't want to say it, it, it wasn't a walk in the park for the Celtics. Um, I mean, it was 101 to 95, and the deciding points really came in the fourth quarter. So it, it wasn't a walk in the park for the Celtics. It was, I mean, Thunder, Thunder 0 and 4. Oh, also, news on the Cleveland Cavaliers. I totally forgot to mention this. Cleveland Cavaliers are 0 for 5, and they have fired Tyron Liu as their head coach. That's also very interesting. Sorry I got off topic. That just came to my brain. I had to had to spot it out. That is very interesting, in my opinion, because LeBron James was the coach for the Cleveland Cavaliers. Anyways... The Lakers, like I said last week, Lakers would beat the Nuggets. Lakers did win 121 to 114. Nuggets dropped to four and one. Lakers improved to two and three. And that's where they stand now. So I feel like oh, it was pretty good. Pretty good week. For predictions, especially when we get into MLB later on. Anyways, don't want to spoil anything. Uh, let's shift over to the NFL now. A lot of hot topics, like I said, we're going on in the NFL currently. A lot of news happening today. Uh, biggest news, the most. Re- I want to. It's it's pretty recent, and probably the biggest news is the Broncos are trading their star wide receiver, Demaryius Thomas, to the Texans. Uh, and the teams play each other this Sunday. I'm assuming he won't play Sunday due to playbook. I mean, just, you know, just football stuff. He doesn't know the playbook. I'm assuming he'll have to take some time, a week or two, to, you know, learn the learn the plays and such. Also, Golden Tate was traded to the Eagles. He will be a good target for 
Carson Wentz. So that's that's news for the Eagles. Uh, he'll help them compete. And also the Packers traded Ty Montgomery to the Ravens. So those are like the three big... Big deals. Uh, Also, another one just came in recently uh, that the Rams acquired defensive end Dante Fowler from the Jaguars for a third-round pick in the 2019 draft and a fifth-round pick in 2020. I mean, it's... The Rams, I mean, they're the Rams. They're, what, like, I think they're 7-0. and And now they're adding to an already stacked defensive line. Like, I, I mean, Aaron Donald and Dominican Sue and Michael Brockers. And I mean... Fowler was a third overall pick in the 2015 draft. So, I he's I don't want to say he's going to he'll add depth and he'll definitely be he'll be a very good player for for the Rams. He'll probably be underlooked a little bit due to their already stacked defensive line. But you never know. He could having that tr- that transition could affect his play in a positive way, being around those guys. So we'll see what happens there. Also, I wanted to confirm and make sure that the Rams. I was right about the Rams. Rams are eight and zero. They were seven and zero, and then they beat the Packers this week to become eight and zero. Sorry. So they're they're eight and zero now. And we had Monday Night Football last night. I wasn't very interested in watching this game at all. It was the Bills versus the Patriots. I mean, every single time I see Bills, it's a turnoff. And it's just no fun to watch the Bills play. It really isn't. It's really tough to watch, actually. And I mean, against the Patriots, who have been slowly improving this season... I mean, Bills just got slapped. I mean, twenty-five to six. It, it, they, they can't score touchdowns. They just can't do it. It's like, it's like something. It, their offense. I mean, everything is bad. Everything is bad. But they did. Their defense did have a bit of a decent game. Against the Vikings. I believe they beat the Vikings earlier in the season. So he did. I mean the the defense did have a fairly decent game. Earlier this season. But. Bills are not. Not a team to watch. Um, Bills are 2-6. Patriots are 
six and two. It's I don't know. Buffalo's at the bottom of their division at two and six. England's at, New England's at the top. No way Buffalo does anything this season. And I mean they're I they're sort of in that, you know, rebuilding rebuilding phase. They don't really have a whole lot of people. I mean, they have Chris Ivory and Sean McCoy, and they can't even do anything rushing-wise because the receiving just is not there. I mean, Sean McCoy is doing everything for their... I don't want to say everything, but he had six receptions for 82 yards receiving. And he also had 12 carries for 13 yards. I mean, when you carry the ball as many times, there, 12 carries for 13 yards, that's it. The offense is pitiful. Nothing, I'm not even going to look past that. I mean, Chris Ivory had six carries for 34 yards. That's better. That's that's good right there. With Sean McCoy, 12. 12 carries, 13 yards. It's just bad. Um, I mean, of course, he did redeem himself receiving. But I just can't watch the Bills play. <sighs> I mean, they, they didn't score a touchdown. I mean, two field goals, that's it. That's Monday Night Football was not interesting at all this week. And usually it's, you know, a highlighted game. You know, Monday Night Football and Thursday Night Football are like the highlighted games. Nothing much to see here. So. And then let's move on to my rights and wrongs for last week. Uh, I picked. The Texans over the Dolphins in Thursday Night Football last week. And my score was a little bit off. I was pretty impressed with my prediction. Uh, the Texans beat the Dolphins 42-23. to I think I was very surprised with the amount of points that they scored. Both teams. And I'm surprised that the Texans defense allowed 23 points. If I'm going to be completely honest. Um, so, I mean, I was, I picked the Texans over the Dolphins. My prediction, my score prediction was very close. There weren't any really wrong, I mean, my prediction was wrong, but it was close enough that I feel like, I don't know, not a lot of predictions. It's, it's very rare that your predictions are spot on correct. Anyways, so. Those were my rights and wrongs for the NFL last week. So, let us transition into Major League Baseball now. So, as you have probably already heard, the Boston Red Sox are 2018 World Series champions. They beat the LA Dodgers. Uh, they won the series 4-1. to one. Though, so, you know, in, in five games, Red Sox won four. 
Dodgers only won one. Got to see some history. There was the longest time and inning game in the World Series ever with 18 innings. And it was like seven and a half. It was like seven, seven and a half hours. It was crazy. I stayed up for all 18 innings of that game. And I was, it, it, trust me, it got hard to watch at times, but you just got to keep watching. I mean, the innings went very fast because the pitching was on. Nathan Eovaldi, one of the best pitching performances I have ever seen in my entire life happened in that game. He pitched great. I can't remember how. It, it was like I don't know. Let me, let me check. I think it was he pitched. It was like six innings or something. Eovaldi went. Yeah, he went six, six innings, pitched one earned run, five strikeouts, and one walk. I mean, he was lights out. Five strikeouts, six innings. Only had one earned run, and it was on a home run to Max Muncie, which we were all begging for. We were all hoping that the Dodgers would walk that off every single time it got to the bottom of the inning. We were hoping for a quick top half of the inning and a quick bottom half of the inning every single inning because it was so late. I didn't get to bed until like 3. 3.30, something like that. I, I can't even remember. I was so I was so tired the next day. Anyways, the there, there was an unbelievable amount of players brought into the game. It, it was just, it was crazy as to, like, all the statistics on this game. I mean... They were pulling out all the stops. They had to use, like, every buddy they possibly could. Um, and, I mean, what a perf- what a pitching performance by Nathan Eovaldi. I mean, I-, I keep going back to that just because sitting there watching him just shut down the Dodgers for six innings and then finally, I, I mean, he-, he was still going. He still would have pit. He he would have kept going if, if, you know, Max Muncy hadn't hit that home run off of him. He, I, I don't know how many hits. He gave up. What inning did he come in? I think he only gave up. He gave up three hits. Three hits, six innings pitched, one walk, and five strikeouts. Rick Porcello, in the starting pitcher for that game, went 4.2 innings pitched with three hits. Nathan Eovaldi did it in six. Porcello had one earned run, one walk, and five strikeouts, just like Eovaldi did. Eovaldi held them longer. Rick Porcell pitched very good. Like I said, one earned run. He held them. And, I mean, it 
the pitching was pitching was very it w- it was it was a lot of fun to watch um but it did get boring as the game went on lots lots and lots of you know just useless hits you know like pop-ups ground outs there were a couple strikeouts like i said Uvalde had five strikeouts in six innings ball wasn't getting much action other than from the you know pitcher's hand to the catcher's mitt i mean in around the infield and outfield i mean it it, it was fine to the glove so i mean it was it was it got very slow I think think about that. That's two baseball games, eighteen innings, two nine inning games. That was we, I, at least I did. I don't know about any of you, but I watched two full baseball games that night, which crazy. Eighteen innings in a World Series game. I I didn't think I was going to be watching eighteen innings that night. Um, but I mean, Dodgers pulled it out. Max Muncie. The Dodgers really didn't have an MVP. If I had to pick one, it would probably be Max Muncy. The pitching was not on. Kershaw was just, like I said, he just wasn't, like, he's just been bad in the postseason. Um, this postseason, he was he was decent, but in the World Series, he was just bad. Um, Machado played well, but... I mean, in the last game, game five, he stepped on Steve Pierce's foot at first base. And whether he meant to do it or not, I mean, Steve Pierce's foot was like on the base. He was like stepping on top of it. But, I mean, Machado still could have avoided that. It didn't look like he did it completely on purpose. It looked like it might have been an accident. But when you're in that high, intense game with the MVP, it it it's hard it's hard to give Machado the benefit of the doubt on that one. It's just it, I don't know, especially after what he's been doing lately, maliciously. Um, I don't know. I don't know what to believe. It wasn't talked about that much. It was just something that I noticed. Chato stepped on Steve Pierce's foot at first base, running out. You know he was out by a by a lot. So it was just a little disappointing to see that. Um, I mean, Red Sox pitching the whole entire series was on. I was. I was impressed, very impressed with the Red Sox pitching staff. I was interested in the choice that Cora made to start Eduardo Rodriguez. I I mean he he pitched he pitched pretty well. He gave up that three run home run to Puig. And in in game four, ultimately the Red Sox ended up coming back to win that game. But 
which which was amazing. Game four was one of the most amazing games I've ever seen. Down down four nothing, and they score nine straight runs in the seventh. Just, I mean, it was unbelievable to watch. My grandma called me. She was like, "Bobby, go to bed. You know, it's over. It's over." You know, Yasiel Puig hit that three-run home run. It's over. Go to bed. You stayed up late the night before watching that 13-inning game, you know, or 18-inning game. Go to bed. I was like, yeah, yeah, we'll see, you know. I was like, I might. And then watched the seventh inning and saw what the Red Sox were cooking. And I was just like, I can't. I have to watch the rest of this game. Like, I, I, you never know what's going to happen. Like, I witnessed an a, an eighteen inning game, longest game in World Series history. And if I had gone to bed, I wouldn't. I don't know. It was just something I I, I enjoyed witnessing. I witnessed history, and I didn't want to miss that again after seeing the Red Sox run away with it in the seventh inning. I, you know. Uh, it was it was crazy crazy World Series. Didn't know if the Dodgers were gonna make a run at the end, so I wanted to stay up and make sure I saw every last pitch of that game. So yeah, it was a great series. Like I said, Steve Pierce MVP. He's played for every single American League East team. Was DFA'd earlier in the season by the Toronto Blue Jays. Comes out World Series. High-intensity games. Three home runs. He had two in Game 5. He went 4 for 12 at the plate. And three of those hits were home runs. One of them was a double. Now, that's pretty darn good. I I wasn't rooting against Steve Pierce. I, I picked J.D. Martinez to win MVP. So I wasn't rooting against Steve Pierce. I was just rooting for J.D. Martinez to win MVP, and I am perfectly happy with Steve Pierce. I'm very pleased, actually, with Steve Pierce winning MVP. He deserved it. He is such a great guy. I have watched interviews. I have watched, I've seen quotes. The guy is, I don't want to say a saint, but he is so nice. He's so kind and just, I mean, he deserved it. He really deserved it. What a I don't want to say comeback story, but it really is after getting DFA'd by the Blue Jays earlier in the season. For those of you who don't know what DFA means, it means designate for assignment. So he, I mean, just super, super exciting to see what he did that game. I was astonished. I was like, I wanted to watch every single one of his at-bats because, like, he was on fire. He, I mean, he, he put the socks up in game five, the last game. He comes out, hits a home run immediately off of Clayton Kershaw. Off of Clayton Kershaw, which, like I said, he hasn't been great this postseason. But the guy's... Like, he is a great pitcher, one of the best in Dodgers history. 
and his career is not even over yet. He still has time to, you know, bring that ERA, his postseason ERA down. Um, this, I, I was just super excited to watch this World Series. All in all, Steve Pierce MVP. I was, I was pleased with that. Like I said, wanted JD Martinez. JD still played very well. Had a misplayed ball in the outfield at one point. JD did hit two home runs. You know, if he hit one more, he might have been up there with Steve Pierce for MVP. But I mean, the story for Steve Pierce is just, uh, it's. You can't root against a guy. So, I mean, it was just a super impressive World Series to watch. And, I mean, the pitching, like I said, I keep coming back to the pitching. David Price pitched great. Rick Porcel pitched pretty good. Uh, Eduardo Rodriguez gave up that big three-run home run to Yasiel Puig. Other than that, he was pretty lights out that game. Chris Sale came out, I mean, game one, pitched great, came out and closed down the game in game five to seal the deal. And, I mean, and I mean, I'm, I'm, I totally, I mean, I've already touched on this earlier, but... Like I said, Eovaldi, one of the best pitching performances I've ever seen. And I'm overlooking some other bullpen guys, like Craig Kimbrell pitched fairly well. Joe Kelly came out and was, I don't want to say lights out, but he really, he was really good. He, he was really good. I mean, the whole entire pitching staff for the Red Sox is just unbelievable. They're such a good team. It's hard to root against the Red Sox. I mean... They just play with such passion and pretty young guys. It's it's really fun to watch them play. And it's going to be tough to beat them next season. Um, so, look to see them back, definitely back in the postseason again next year. You might even see him in the World Series again next year. Uh, Astro, I mean, you could see the Astros. Indians are going to try and make a push. You know, it's going to be, I want to say it's going to be a very similar postseason to what it was this season. So, you know, keep an eye out for, for those teams again. And, of course, the trade deadline is coming up. Or, I mean, I mean the off, not trade deadline. The offseason just started. Trades are going to be made. Offseason signings are going to start happening. Make sure you're, I'll be, I'll be talking to you guys about all the, the hot stove is here, just started. So we'll see some, some signings, some trades, just a lot of stuff going on this off season. A lot of big names on the market. So make sure you're paying attention to my podcast. I will be talking about that stuff as it comes in. So that's, that will be my focus uh, during the MLB off season. It'll be trades, free agent signings, and such. And then also the BBWAA awards are coming up. So make sure you're paying attention to those. I will be, you know, talking about those as well. You know, Cy Young, Silver Slugger, Gold Glove, Rookie of the Year, MVP, all that good stuff. I'll be touching on in my next upcoming podcast. 
But yeah, it's been an awesome MLB season. I'm sad it's over, but it was great to see the Red Sox win a World Series. And my guy, Craig Kimbrell, former Atlanta Brave, great to see him win it. Super pleased that the Red Sox won it. Um, We're going to close this one out by my rights and wrongs in the World Series. Like I said, Red Sox win in five. Red Sox win four to one. And I predicted the the game that the Dodgers would win. They would win that first game at home. I didn't expect it to go 18 innings at all, but they did win that first game in LA. They, they won that game and lost the rest. So like I predicted. So I'm very pleased with that. Those are my rights. And then my wrong was MVP I was wrong about J.D. Martinez, but I feel like I can't even be even the slightest bit upset or mad because it was great to see Steve Pierce. I just, I don't know. After after seeing that performance, I'm always going to be on the lookout for Steve Pierce, you know, rooting for him as the underdog. Just super awesome to see him perform. Um. Yeah, it's just I can't wait to you know watch watch a replay of of this whole entire series, and you know I I mean I've seen I've seen a replay of this whole entire series, but I can't wait to you know watch it over and over and over again. And what I it was all Red Sox. The whole entire like, Dodgers didn't even have a chance. Not even for, I didn't even think for a minute the Dodgers were going to win this World Series. So, just super awesome to watch. Glad I got to witness it. A lot of history made. 18 innings, longest game in World Series history. Steve Pierce, heck of a guy. Super good to see him win MVP. So, yeah, guys, thanks for listening. That's uh, That's how we're going to end it. Um, MLB season's over, so I mean, off. Pay attention. I'll, I'll be talking about some off-season stuff coming up here soon. Um, but yeah, thanks for listening, guys. I am expecting to have a guest on my show Thursday, so keep an eye out for that. I'll be posting on the Instagram, so make sure you keep an eye on my website and the Instagram for updates. Uh, I'm expecting to have a guest on Thursday, but you never know. Things change. So we'll see how that plays out. But yeah, thanks you guys for listening, and I'll see you guys on Thursday.